nchc.tv studios. This is College Hockey Coast to Coast. Brought to you by the NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe now for all of the action from the best conference in college hockey. The University of Georgia, building the foundations of something bigger. Go to ugahockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it on and off the ice. Jets Pizza. We're not just pizza. Try our sidekicks, salads, calzones, and more at jetspizza.com. Adrian College. Championship aspirations on the ice and in the classroom. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com slash mhockeyd1. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond. Wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHA M1 National Champions as they look to add that third championship banner to the rafters. The Spaghetti Shack, ASU alumni owned and operated at thespaghettishack.com. University of Mary. Tickets and schedule information. Visit us at goumary.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app, where every play earns you Caesars rewards towards dining, tickets, VIP experiences, and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, award-winning barbecue for your next catered event at jessieraysbarbecue.com. College Hockey Coast to Coast from the nchc.tv studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere you may be joining us tonight on this Monday night. Scott Strandy with you tonight. Um, eh, quarter mile from the Pacific Ocean in Carlsbad, California. My co-host, as always, joining me from the big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. Uh, Paul, uh, your day has been as tumultuous as mine, but somehow we made it. Somehow we're ready to talk hockey tonight. So how are you doing? Uh, we're good. I mean, if I lived on an estate, the day probably wouldn't have been as tumultuous. <laughs> but you know, you if I didn't live on the road, my life would probably be not as tumultuous as well. Yeah, well. <laughs> Goodness yeah. gracious. Uh, oh, good. Anyway, uh, time to uh, break away from the real world for a little while and talk some college hockey. Uh, some U.S. national team uh, preliminary roster adjustments, I guess you can say that, were made today. And a roster is put together, at least a preliminary one. It will be pared down. Um, the, you know, I want to get into that. But first and foremost, uh, big news. Big news today in Delaware. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, we don't cover a lot of women's hockey on this program or in these podcasts, partially because we just can't. <laughs> Not that we don't want to. We just can't. We just, We just don't have the people to do it. Um, but over the weekend, the news came out that, uh, the university of Delaware is, uh, uh, as they move up to the, uh, FBS level for football, um, adding women's hockey to stay title nine compliant. And they're doing this in, in big association with, and, you know, I, I tip my cap to the Philadelphia Flyers organization for doing this. That should tell you right there the fact that that's how I said it. Um, <laughs> that should tell me what? Well, the, the, the fact that, you know... Your love for the Flyers organization? <laughs> well, you have to give them respect where, where it's doing and And they do a lot of this, the, the Flyers. Under the late Ed Snyder, they... They had a Philadelphia version of what the team in Manhattan uh, started with ice hockey in Harlem. Okay. Um, okay. Cool. I'll go with that. But um, they're expected to add the hockey program for the 25 26 season and join the Women's Conference College Hockey America, be their seventh member. Um, you know, as they, they are expected to, you know, launch. Some, some at least give much more detail uh, before a game in February. Um, uh, you know, uh, after National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Um, so they are getting very heavily involved in this. 
you know, we, we talked to Mike Snee over the summer or at the end of the summer about College Hockey Inc. and what they're doing. And this would be the first tangible piece of the fact that they hired a person to uh, work along, you know, specifically with women's hockey. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's good news all the way around. Uh, when do they begin play as an NCAA program, Paul? 25-26. So they got okay, a couple so of years. To, uh, to build. To build. Um, you know, the, the teams in that league right now, uh, College Hockey America, uh, Lindenwood, Mercyhurst, Penn State, RIT, Robert Morris, and Syracuse. Okay, so they'll be the second uh, school with only women's hockey. You know, um, then, well, doesn't matter how it's how how you no, get no, no, started. No, I get it. Uh, I understand. It's I, that I you get started. You know, that's no, 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 the, just, the bottom line. Just, I know. I know I'm what just, you meant. You know, just pointing it out. You know, uh, I'm sure that not a lot of people, you know, uh, understand. You know, know that. Um, yeah. And and good for the good good to the Flyers. Good on the Flyers for doing that. I, 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 hate I love it. Believe I me, love I it. I hate saying it. I hate saying it. Okay. I know. You and, New York Ranger fan, you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, girl, women's hockey is growing faster than, 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 than men's. Yeah, it's, it's growing like crazy. So good for them for opening up some more stalls in the NCAA world. Um, we'll get into more of that. Maybe we'll get somebody on from uh, – from College Hockey Inc. again. Maybe their new women's uh, associate, whatever they are. <laughs> and I don't oh, mean that oh, derogatory. I mean, there's a title, I'm sure, and we'll uh, we'll figure it out and, and get to them. But, uh, good on Delaware. Good on them for getting a, uh, a uh, women's hockey team in NCAA hockey. We'll talk more about it in future shows, I am sure. So many big things. You know, I said last night, I said, you know, we uh, we didn't get to all the teams that we no. needed to. Uh, in our coverage area, we have 10, and it was such a busy weekend, and I didn't mean to slight anybody. So I think it's time that we, uh, we get back and talk about Augustana and what they did. We talk about Omaha and what they did, and talk about Lindenwood and what they did last weekend. So let's start right with the, uh, the uh, Augustana Vikings and what they did last weekend, Paul. Well... Uh, listen, a win and a tie at Northern Michigan. I, I, I don't really know how you can complain about that. Um, you know, uh, Josh Kotai, I believe that's how you pronounce it, uh, faced 43 shots and made 41 saves. That's impressive. Usually. Um, you know, I'm sure both teams were not happy about going a combined 0 for 9 on the power play. Um, is is that a bad power play or is that just really good penalty good kill? Penalty killing, I guess. And here's here's yeah. a crazy thing, and I and I don't know this. I don't know. It's it's kind of a weird, uh, weird thing. Uh, only because and I only say this because the guy that scored the tying goal has the same name as the guy I went to college with. <laughs> Are you going to give us that goal. name or not? The guy, the the name of the kid that scored the tying goal for Northern Michigan was a kid named Michael Messick. <laughs> How are there two of those, I and that know. you would know I, one I of know. them? I just, I, 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 I don't know. I just know that uh, he was uh, part of the music. That he was one of the, uh, he was one of the people uh, who was uh, in our music department, helping pick out records and stuff way back then. And I said records because we that's what we played records. Um, what's a record yeah i know i know it was just a side note but you know at this point um good for augustana to 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 hold on and get that tie at that point because they'd been struggling uh after coming out of the box pretty pretty hot uh considering the expansion team well i don't i don't know any any other way i know they don't consider themselves one but i don't know any other way to explain it first year expansion yeah whatever the, the phrase is that you want to use you know, um, then they come back uh, the next night and 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 get a five three win, despite not having a very good offensive night. They only had nineteen shots, um, but uh, a bunch of them went in. 
again. Boy, boy doesn't that sound familiar, Paul? In uh, <laughs> as what happened with uh, uh, with the Arizona State and CC. Arizona yeah, State Saturday night didn't have many shots either, but made quality ones and got a two one two nothing victory. And and again, Augustana is down two nothing in this game. Uh, Coach Rabs, baby, he gets it done. You know, uh, former Ohio State forward uh, Evan McIntyre gets a power play goal late in the first period. Uh, gets Augustana on the board, uh, and then they get a, a, a you know, then they they tie the game up uh, midway through. Go back down again, fall back behind three two, um, and they come right back a couple of minutes later. They get but eventually used a game-winning goal by, uh, let's see, if the, you know, grad student from Colgate, uh, Anthony Stark, to, 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 to eventually put the game away. Uh, former Sun Devil, Jack Jensen, gets an empty net goal to ice it. So, um, Former uh, what? Former Sun Devil. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they? Oh, I know. The uh, 16th ranked team in the pairwise. Yeah, so um, a good weekend for Augustana. You want to get me started on that already or no? No, we have time for that later. Okay, okay. Yeah, so good so. stuff. Augustana hanging in there. As I said, Coach Rabs, as I'm allowed to call him, uh, Rabboin, oh. uh, <laughs> uh, has this team uh, about where I expected them to be. Um, I know you're you're looking at it and you're going the CCHA. Um, how are the the Vikings and the Tommies from St. Thomas the top two teams? Um, it, it's kind of uh, it's bittersweet, I think, because we like to see them on top, but that probably means as young as those two programs are, that maybe the rest of the league is down. Is that fair, Paul? I would say that that's fair. I, I you know, I mean. I don't know what else to say at this point about that. Yeah, you know, then don't you, say anything. <laughs> you know, when you when you look at the league and you look at the standings, um, St. Thomas is the only is is the only school in the league playing over five hundred for the season. They're eight, seven, and one. Now that includes non-conference games, but they're eight, seven, and one. You have a couple of teams that are at five hundred: Michigan Tech and Minnesota State, seven and seven and six and six, respectively. Okay. Um, so I, 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 you know, and we haven't even gotten heavy into conference play yet. Yeah. You know, yeah. Most crazy. We've only played, uh, you know, eight games in the conference. Now, St. Thomas and, and Lake Superior have played 10 games. But, you know, we, we, we are in the first week of December. And, you know, they only have one team that's over 500. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how you could say anything. That's all you can say is they're down. down year. It's a down year, no doubt about it. We'll see how it plays out as we go down the uh, down the rest of the season. But okay, so let's um, let's move on to uh, Omaha, Nebraska, um, where the Omaha Mavericks took on the University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs. How'd that go, Paul? Well, I wanted to make sure I took myself off mute. I wasn't sure. Go ahead. You wanted to what? I wanted to make sure I I, I took myself off mute. I didn't know if I forgot or not. <laughs> no, you did. You did. You're well, cool. I know, but I had to. I had to double check. <laughs> okay, um, you're all good. That's good. You know, I'm not sure still yet what to make of Omaha. I think they're pretty. They're they're good. They have great goaltending. Okay. Um, but you know, you want to you go on the road and get a split. Nothing wrong with that. Even if the your Bulldogs are down in terms of where they normally are. And they are down. Let's uh let's just call it the way it is. It's a down year at, at Duluth and uh you know, as Eddie Christian told us the other night when we had him on, uh, he said for now. For now. Well <laughs> And that's the thing. You never know. When it comes tournament time they find a way to rise. Well, yeah, we're gonna find out. I mean 
you know, you're sitting there and 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 by the way, they 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 uh, they have more ads on the ice and good for them. I get it. They have to meet. I'm not I'm not griping about it. In Amsoil than I've seen in, in any other way. <laughs> I'm not, it's not a complaint. I can still watch the puck. It's just, yeah, you just noticed stark. it. Yeah. It's yeah. Just you stark. just noticed it. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but Duluth wins the first game and then Omaha comes back and gets an OT one, nothing win the next night. A great goaltending matchup. Uh, Steve Skaskill, and Simon, Laco- uh, Zach Skaskill, sorry. Um, and Simon Lacozzi, uh, putting on a show. Um, again, goalies have to be your best penalty killers, and they were. You know, um, so I, and that just, you know, I, Omaha's a good team. I just don't know how good yet. I do have them somewhere. Yeah, they're 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 sneaky good, is what I'm calling them. Yeah, they might that's, be that's that fine. team that uh, you want to be careful for coming down the stretch in the NCHC. Yeah, you don't. I'll just say that right now. That that's not a team you want to play in the first round. It is not. And if they were, if they find a way to get a home home ice, you definitely don't want to play them. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, between Lacozzi and Caden and Barico, dangerous, dangerous first round teams. Yep, because you can steal them with a couple of hot goaltenders. So yeah. Okay. Um, so let's move on to uh, Lindenwood, who made another road trip, <laughs> this time to Kalamazoo to play Western oh, Michigan. Smokes. Goodness gracious. Um, you know, I know Rick had to do, Rick Zombo had to do what he had to do to schedule games and get games, but gosh, they they just have another gauntlet of a year. It's going to get, I think, a little better for them coming in the second half, but goodness, last year was tough. This year is brutally tough. Yeah, I mean... Um... Trent Burnham, 64 saves. And I, when I not, saw that, I'm going like, that just can't be real. <laughs> saves. And this is it. Just, you know, there's growing pains. And, and again, it, they're only in their second year. And, you know, they, they were so competitive last year. So competitive last year. I don't know if we set the bar as observers too high coming into this year. You know, they gave up another 44 shots on Saturday night. Paul, that's what I'm surprised about is the number of shots they're giving up. I know they like to play offensive and like to play north, as coaches like to say. But uh, I'm surprised that they're giving up that many shots because that's usually something – you can work on and practices to to cut down is and maybe you know I, maybe coach zombo isn't that concerned i mean i would guess he is but but boy you would think no, you no, could you, cut down shots a, no, no. I, I, listen if he if he hears this and he t- 67 shots that's no 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 you, you understand if you're willing to give up some shots you're going to give up some shots but not 67 yeah no no i didn't mean 67 but i mean in the 40s You'd like to probably keep teams in, you know, in the 30s if you could. And uh, usually that's something that no matter where you're at in your your development program, you can learn how to stop shots, um, keep them from getting to the goal, because these are shots that were on goal, yeah. you know? So who knows how many were taken? Yeah, I mean... You would hope not many more, but then again, if, if you're getting 40 to 60 shots at a goaltender that actually reach them, then something's not going right. You're not blocking shots. You're not getting in the lanes. You're not, as coaches like to say, paying the price. You know, I'm, I'm just going to sit here and there's, you know, there's, you know, like I said, I think, like I said, I think maybe we set the bar a little high because they, and I think they're just struggling right now. And they're about to have a month. They they have a month off now before they play Western again at home. And yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes. That would be a well, fun that, game. That will a be series good, to be at. That will be a good. I don't want to say barometer, but that'll be an interesting side by side comparison. 
um, you know, as somebody who was an ECHA coach before, he probably has a really good idea how to handle that month off. Yeah, I think he does, but I don't think he's happy about it. <laughs> I not think that's he, just not, too much time. Yeah, well, clearly, um, when you're when 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 you're in a streak like that, you don't want to leave that taste in your mouth. How about this? How about they figure out a way? I know they can't this year, but how about in the future they figure out a way to have a holiday tournament in St. Louis? Who wouldn't um, want to go to that? Well, if you're not sending me to Hawaii, St. Louis would be pretty good. <laughs> I don't know of any tournaments in uh, in uh, Hawaii, but hockey tournaments. But anyway, uh, so Let's another NCAA. Let's go have one. A, a tough weekend for uh, yeah. Grow the game, guys. Come on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, the uh, the weekend another tough one for the Lindenwood Lions. I have no doubt that they are growing, and uh, while the pain is there, they are getting something out of it, and they are moving forward. So. Uh, real happy to to know that they're not uh, throwing in the towel and they're keeping we're after it and doing what you got to do because, you know, it's hard. It's And we talk about that all the time with, like, I, I told you last night, I said, what about uh, a team like Arizona State? What's with the psyche when you're playing as good as you are and, and you're not being rewarded by the pollsters or by uh, pairwise? I mean, how do you keep your, your, your energy, your confidence, your will to win uh, it, it's got to be tough. So uh, you know, kudos to, uh, to to Coach uh, Zombo and tough. his staff and, and, and so keeping young. them going. And they're so young. They don't have a lot of NCAA experience on that roster. No, and, and that's what they're getting this year. So look, for, look out for them the second half and look out for them next year because I think they're going to be a much improved program. But anyway, as they say, it is what it is at that point or at this point in the year. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Uh, let's hear from some of our partners and let's come back because we've got more to talk about starting with the, uh, the world junior team. We'll be right back. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award, it speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice Award-winning barbecue ribs. Or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our Best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious man. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations. At 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, 
Call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. From the nchc.tv studios, this is ITHSW Podcasts, College Hockey, Coast to Coast. Indeed it is. Welcome back in, hockey fans, to College Hockey, Coast to Coast. Scott Strandy with you tonight in uh, beautiful Carlsbad, California. My co-host is always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, we, we talked about a little bit um well, we talked a lot today about uh, the U.S. junior team and the preliminary roster that was announced today. And uh, a couple of guys that, that we're familiar with in our coverage area uh, were added to the roster, one being Zeev Booyam, the uh, all-everything defenseman from uh, San Diego, California, by the way, just down the street right. from where I'm at right now, and the University of Denver, who, by the way, is uh, NHL draft eligible uh, this year. Yeah. And... Um, Jake Livanovich, the uh, the Phoenix kid who I've known since he was, gosh, I don't even know, six maybe, seven, eight, <laughs> working with Boris Doroshenko. And uh, um, I, uh, to have Jake make the roster, now a University of North Dakota freshman defenseman and uh, 2024 NHL draft eligible player as well. Um, that brings 29, three goaltenders, 10 defensemen, 16 forwards, to what David Carl and his staff will have to choose from before they head over to Sweden uh, to start the tournament, uh, what, 21st of December, I think, is when oh, whatever the date is. preliminaries go. It's end of, this, end of this month. So, yeah. okay, the first thing before we jump into this, this is kind of shocking to me because David Carl, the head coach, he's got 10 freshmen on his team. I know they're not all from Team U or from American soil, but the only... Um, University of Denver player on this roster currently is the one they just added, Zeev Booyam. Is that surprising for you, Paul? When you think normally uh, head coaches would kind of, you know, especially with the, the roster that they have at, at Denver, would kind of pick and look for uh, a few of their own players, guys that he's real familiar with? But no, that's not the way it is. Zeev's the only pioneer on that roster right now. Well... Let's 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 back that out a little bit. When you say that, um, uh, I'll quote a movie. I know I don't usually do that, but you know, tonight. You know, um, but tonight I've I've coached them. I've coached I've coached these players. I played coached against some of these players. Yeah. Um, I've, I've talked to their coaches and the whole routine. Um, it's, it's not like he's not familiar with. No, he had him the summer too. So yeah, yeah I get that. Not, um, I, I, I would sit here and say, I may be a little surprised that there's not more NCHC players on this team. Again, I, don't I don't know. know There's know a lot the of Big ages. Ten players, and we know how good they are. Every team's going to make a tournament this year. Well, that's true. Um, we we know they're certainly good offensively. Um, you know, and and part of this is I don't. But know by the way, uh, you want to talk offense? Who leads the country in goal scored? Okay, enough said. Denver I Pioneers. I understand that. Okay. I, I again, I'm not going to sit here, and and. And have a know I have, and sit here and be like, oh, I know the ages of all these players. Some of these guys may have aged out. Yeah, true. Okay, like the who's the leading goal scorer? Uh, Mr. Divine, Jack Divine. Right. Okay. I mean, and while that might be true, okay, uh, he was drafted back in 2022, so he's probably not age eligible. No, true. I, I didn't say so, that. I just, I, I just mean, thought it was unusual because usually when a coach, a college coach is named to uh, to coach a national team, he usually picks a handful or maybe less than that, maybe three guys. Like, you know, I know uh, Nate Lehman had some Providence guys on his roster, and um, you know, that's just uh, usually what happens. But anyway, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and, and I mean, it's not like these, you know. Uh, what do we got here? 
um, you know, second tons and tons of second and third round picks, and some first round picks, obviously. Um, but uh, as I sit here and look at this, uh, I, I've, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Trey Augustine up there at Michigan State. Um, you know, you can't complain too much about Jacob Fowler over there at, uh, at Boston college. Cause you know, he's got them in the, in, in the top four or five in the country, bouncing back and forth between one and five. Um, you sit there and you, you look and I, I am very curious as you look at this roster and we know these guys are all offensively talented. Right, whoever makes this team, like I'd be shocked if Jimmy, anybody that was on the team last year, I'd be shocked if they don't make it this year. You know, oh, yeah. the, Cutter Gauthier, the Cutter Gauthiers, <laughs> the Jimmy Snuggeroos, Ruder McGrew, Ruder McGrew. Yeah, you know those kind of guys. I'd be shocked. Um, yeah, they're they're gonna make the team. And no. uh, defensively, Lane Hudson, you're gonna keep him off. Ryan Chess, no, Ryan Chess, no, no, uh, Seamus no. Casey, no, I, no. What you know, my question is obviously as you look at the roster, who's going to be the guys um, who's going to be the guys if the U.S. is winning the game 2-1 to one and has a defensive zone draw with 45 seconds to go? Who's going to be those backliners? Who's going to be the guys on the ice, killing the penalties. Yeah. Who's going to be the Who are going to be the guys on the ice when they need to shut down the other team? And I don't know. I mean, all these guys can skate because you know it doesn't on all the teams. Because if you can't skate, you're not going to be on these teams. But as we get closer to that, that will be the thing that I will look for? I'll give you a hint. You can look at 71, Ryan Chesley. He's going to be one of them. Uh, you can look at Lane Hudson, who's terribly um, talented oh, uh, offensively, yeah. but he can play defense as well. I watched him last year. He can play some defense. Um, I think a guy like Seamus Casey is also one that can play some defense. I think Jake Livanovich, should he make this team, is a guy that uh, – at North Dakota this year, he's played a lot of minutes in a lot of different positions, and it's really improved his game. Well, I, you know, we we know he's got the skill. That was never the question. Okay. Um, who's going to be the guy to take the big draw? Who's going to be the guy to take that big defensive zone faceoff? Yeah, good question. Uh, I'm not going to go against – any of these forwards. <laughs> to tell you that. Well, no, but I mean, like, that's those, those are the things you have to look for because that's what the coaches are looking for. Right? As, as you said before the season started about uh, Eddie Christian's Sue, I mean, uh, North Dakota, um, the, what are they, the fighting what? The fighting Hawks. Sue. Um, yeah. You know, who's, how is that team going to be molded to go through the various game situations? Yeah, yeah good stuff. Um, you know, when you look through this roster, uh, there's a lot of Big Ten. There's a lot of uh, Hockey East guys. As you said, not too many NCHC, which is odd. Um, I don't know if that's because there may be um, – Again, maybe age. aged out, like you say. And right, maybe this particular age group doesn't have that many NCHC people. But um, So I want to transition out of this a little bit, Paul, and we'll get back to it because I want to talk about the schedule uh, coming up so people can start to prepare for it at the end of this month. But um, let's start with Boston College. You mentioned Jacob Fowler and how, how good he's been performing, a uh, third-round pick of the Montreal Canadiens. Um, is he going to... Is he going to challenge Trey Augustine? Because I'm assuming, and nothing against Sam Hillebrand, but I think it's uh, Trey's job to lose um, to Jacob Fowler. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I would be surprised if if Augustine is not the the at least going in the number one guy. Um, you know, uh, Adam Nightingale has really gotten that program to rebound. But again, right, Jacob Fowler backstopping a team that's in the top five. I'm sure he'll get a game or two unless, you know, I mean, unless Augustine has a game where he just, you know, you know how it goes, right? You play the first game and you're hot. Coach just rides you, you know. That's how it works, especially uh, in a tournament like this. You know, so you, you, you don't know. Uh, so so let's continue on with Boston College. Um, there's a kid from Pearl River, New York. Is that close to you? No. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm pretty sure that that's... Is that uh, Drew Fortescue? Is that how you say that name? Uh, could be. Okay. Anyway, Boston College again. Uh, a New York Rangers draft pick, so I know you'll have your eyes locked on everything he does. Yeah. We're in number five. Let's not forget about that. Um, and uh, his teammate, Aram Minitation, is that his right? Minitation? Oh, you know these Eastern teams, I, don't you? I, I Woodcliffe? Know. Woodcliffe Lake, New Jersey? That close um, to you? I, I think, no, I don't, no, no, I don't okay. think so. Uh, uh, everything's close to you. I've driven out there. It's like you're New Jersey uh, one second, you're New York the next, you're in another borough in five minutes, you're, you know, everything's I, next to you. It depends. Well, see, ask me about driving from San Diego to Sacramento or something. I don't know. But <laughs> Woodcliffe Lake is probably closer to Philly than it is here. Well, then you definitely don't care. Anyway, uh, so I'm just um, going through these Boston College kids. Cutter Gauthier, the kid from Scottsdale, Arizona, born in Scottsdale. I don't know if they still live there or not. But anyway, well, we Boston College, a, a player as well. Ryan Leonard from Boston College. Um, Gabe Perot from right. uh, Boston College. Will Smith at Boston College. Can they send the whole roster over there? And just let I think that's what they decided to USA? do. I mean, I think that's what they decided to do. It, it clearly looks that way. Now, whether or not all these guys make the team or not, I don't know. So, so how good has that team been this year, Paul? I've watched them play a few games. I've watched BU play a few games. And, you know, when I watch BU, it's hard to take your eye off Lane Hudson. It really <laughs> yeah. is hard. Yeah. Either one of those Hudsons, by the way. You know, yeah. I mean, it, 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 they just stand out. And, and, and let's not forget, uh, those BC guys, uh, Perot, Smith, and 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 Leonard, they play on the same line. Yeah, that might be uh, some good chemistry <laughs> they, to put they, together they, they if they all make the, the roster, line, or at least I think I'm pretty sure that those three. If not, the, the other guy is Cutter Gauthier. So I mean, um, you know that is a huge advantage, and you have an entire line that. That that's gonna play in something like this, right? Because there's no, I mean, there's no questioning whether or not they're familiar with each other. You don't have to worry about them. Let them go. Put them out as a line and let them go. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And by the way, you got a guy named Snuggaroo that can fit in anywhere as well. <laughs> I mean, and Danny just... Nelson uh, over at uh, the University of Notre Dame, another great player. Frank Nazer the third. Um, at the University of Michigan, another outstanding player. I mean, offense should not be a problem. I agree with you. I well, think, you think I think defense is where they're going to have to really uh, – can they shut teams down? Because we know they can all play offense. You know, I mean and, – and this team, by the way, um, as you look at it, um, and I don't know how – I think he's probably too young. No Macklin Celebrini, the guy expected to be the, the number one pick in, the, in, in next year's draft. <laughs> yeah, how's that? He's too young. He's playing college hockey, but he's too young to play in the World Juniors. Again, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's the, you know, that that's the, the thing. He, he, I think he is the youngest player in college hockey. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, 17. so is uh, so is Z Bulliam. Seventeen. 
Yep. He's going to have a birthday here real quick. Well, maybe um, that's the difference. He's going to, uh, he's going to, Zeev will be 18 Zeev. on uh, February yeah, 7th. Well, that's it. Zeev's I mean, uh, December 7th. Zeev is a 2005. Yep. Celebrini's a 2006. Yep. So that's there you go. obviously, you know, where, you know. But here's the thing uh, James Hagen's is uh, a 2006, a November 2006. Again, I don't know where the cutoff line is. Yeah, me either, but anyway, uh, interesting way, that he's not on the roster. You know, Hagen's, Long Island, Top Hog. Huh? That is really close to me. Okay. So he's been by the estate probably. Um, How do you who, pronounce that? Hop Hog? Hop Hog? Campy's from. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know where Coach is from. <laughs> and I certainly didn't know how to pronounce it, but Hop Hog. Yeah, like Hop Hog. Okay. Um, right. So, I mean, those, you know, I mean, like I said, guys, you know, you, I don't know what the age lines are. I probably should, but I don't. There's a lot of things you should, but you don't. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so Boston College right up near the top of the polls, and we're going there next. Um okay. But um, when you look at the uh, the teams out east, is Boston College the cream of the crop, or is um, is uh, um, Boston University right there with them? Well, listen, we know that those are the you know those are the the blue bloods, so to speak, slightly ahead of the Providences and. And, and, you know, UMass won a national championship a couple of years ago. Uh, Harvard and Northeastern usually are much higher up. Uh, the Ivies, you know, really took the hit from COVID more than, uh, than, than, than most teams. And here's the thing, though, with the Hockey East schedule, BU and BC only play conference-wise, twice. Yeah, that's interesting. That's really we're, interesting. We're, we're not talking, you know. Um, How far apart are those two universities, Paul? I know they're on one end of one road. And the, they're on the end. <laughs> the, one is on one end of a road, and the other is on the other end. I think it's, you know, uh, Tom Avenue. I'm not sure. But, you know, and, and they're right. And sandwiched in between is Harvard and Northeastern. Now, one of these days, I got to get to a bean pot. Yeah, I hear that's outstanding. You know, I, I, those are, you know, when, when you watch those games, it is, it is, it is nuts. It is very intense. Because, like I said, I don't know, was it seven or eight miles around for the, the four of them? I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's true. Something like that. Um, okay. So uh, we'll we'll talk much more about the World Juniors as things get closer and they get and ready. Here's to the start other thing playing. we have to we have to mention um, the IIHF has uh, started to put in process or put in motion the process of mandating neck guards. Good stuff. That that is absolutely a good move. Um, they don't know the specific dates yet, but it is going to happen. Um, it already happens at the U eighteen and U twenty levels, and you know, so it'll move on. It, it's going to happen. Um, you know, obviously, when it comes to the NHL and, and, and the AHL and the ECHL, you know, there's kind of more negotiations that have to go on. I don't know why, but it's almost like the helmet thing where players got grandfathered in. And now, obviously, everybody wears a helmet and some sort of face shield. And eventually, this will be grandfathered into where everybody will have to wear one. Yeah. Good idea. Really good idea. Glad you brought that up. Okay. 
Let's uh, gracefully transition to the USCHO poll that came out today. Um, North Dakota on top, they got it right, 12-3-1. Boston College, 12-3-1, would be number two. No problem with that. BU, 11-4-1 at number, or actually tied in votes, I guess. Both with uh, 890 points. That's weird. Um, <laughs> that that just got a little closer now that those two are tied in the USCHO poll. Uh, the number four team is Denver, 11-4-1. No problem with that. Um, Quinnipiac, the defending champions at number five, 11-4-1. Okay, no problem with that. Wisconsin, 12-4-0. Number six, got that right. Uh-oh, we got problems from six on. Here we go. Um, number seven, Michigan State, 10-4-2. I don't see an 11 or 12 in front of them. Um, Maine is at eight, at eight, three, and one. Providence um, is nine, at nine, four, and two. Those Minnesota Golden Gophers just keep rocking it. They're at number 10, at eight, five, and three. UMass at 11, nine, four, and one. Oops, what happened? I found another 11-win team all the way down at number 12. The Arizona State Sun Devils, 11-3-2, are the 12th best team in the country, according to these experts at the USCHO, which, by the way, would get them in the tournament if they could use this format. But if they use right. the pairwise format, they're not in the tournament. Uh, no. So um, let's yeah, – uh, What, am I, how, how what do you got to do? What do you got to do at Arizona State to get moved up you know, to where you belong. You should be at seven in my how, book. How you should be at seven. To that? You're supposed to respond by saying they've earned 11 NCAA victories. Right. Put them where they belong. They don't belong at 12. They don't be, belong between one, two, three, four teams ahead of them that don't even have double digits yet. Get double digits wins. That's all I'm asking. Get double digits and then move up. If you want to put them, if they're tied at 11, 3, and 2 or whatever, go ahead. Put them ahead of them. I don't have any problem with that. But right now they're not. So if they're not, give somebody who's playing good hockey some due. Don't just base it on, oh, yeah, they're they're an independent. Oh, yeah, they're still a relatively newbie. B.S. If you've earned it, put them up there. I'm not going to say they're going to stay there all year. I'm not going to say that, but but you have one, two, three, four, five, six, six teams in a row that are 11 or 12 win teams in the top six, and then you have the next 11 win team at 12. That makes zero sense, zero, you know. And even if it's for a week or two weeks or whatever, like I said, if there are teams that are tied, go ahead, move them up. But come on, guys, look at this realistically. I mean, this is not, you're not determining national championship by this poll. So at least look at it, give them a fair shake, go, you know what? They're 11, 3, and 2. They should be up there with the other 11 win, 12 win teams. I, again, I, I. Why should they not? And we're going to get to your Super 16. Well, you can explain it in detail then. Again, but why should they not be higher? Give me a good reason. Why Michigan State, Maine, Providence, Minnesota, and UMass should all be ranked higher than them at this point in the season? I can't. I just can't. I mean, uh, am I right? No, go you ahead. can't be right. You're not. Yeah, allowed go ahead, to say be right. it. Go ahead, say You're it. Not allowed to be right. Go ahead, say it. No. You're right. You're right. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> You're right. You're <laughs> no, I can't see. I can't say it. My my, my brain can't process that. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, right? It looks ridiculous. It really does. And it's hard for me to argue with that, though. I know because Arizona State split with Denver. They didn't shy away from playing Denver. They played Providence. They didn't shy away from playing Providence. Went on the road to Colorado College. Didn't shy away from that. No. Um, they got eleven wins. I don't know how they're going to have 22 or 27 or however many well, they're going to have at the uh, end of the we, year. We, we can put this we can put this this way, right? The, it's 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 pretty obvious and I'm guilty of it too. The losing the game at Miami and having to go to overtime to beat Stonehill. Now, I'm sure Give me a break. 
give me a break. Because look at these other teams. Uh, Minnesota I, I lost at home. They got swept by Wisconsin at home. Well, you know? that's Wisconsin. I mean, you know, um, again, I could sit here and, you know, and probably look at, at, at these various teams and be like, okay, well, they lost to somebody. Right? Um, you know, they lost to somebody in particular that they shouldn't have lost to. How about you, how about you just look at wins? We, we know how close the parity is in well, college hockey. How about you just look at wins and you go like, hey, you won 11 times in, uh, what, 16 games. Um, yeah, you should be up with the other 11-win teams. Who said Denver lost to – Denver lost to Augustana. I don't see Augustana in here anymore. Is it is it hypo, is it uh, hypocritical? Yeah, it probably is. Yes, it probably is. And I'm sure that these guys are taking a look at and again, taking a look at the Parawise and being like, "Oh, I don't want to do this cuz this is if the Parawise does this, this will be embarrassing." You know, you know what's embarrassing? Looking at a poll with an 11-win team at number 12, and in even Western Michigan, 10-3 and one. They won 10 games. They lost three. You know how many other teams have uh, have lost three, four, four teams? Yeah. North Dakota, they're at number one. Um, Boston College, number two. Um, Maine, who hasn't played many games, but they're they've lost only three. And Arizona State. Has lost only three. So if you're a three-win team or a three-loss team um, in your Western Michigan and you play in the quote-unquote NCHC toughest conference in college hockey and you still can't crack the top ten, something's wrong. Something's wrong. It's it's seriously wrong. And I don't care if at the end um, Western and Arizona State aren't even in the top 30. I don't care about that at this point. What I care about is what I see right now. And it's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. You talk about embarrassing. This is embarrassing because you've got it right through the top six, and then you just, you know, either forgot to vote or forgot to look or did whatever, and just started picking up names. Oh, I can't have Minnesota out of the top ten. I don't care if they're eight and eight at the end of the the next two weeks. They uh, they 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 got to be in the top ten because they're Minnesota. Uh, wow. No. BS. They're having a down year. They can't play defense, or they choose not to play defense, as you say. Yeah. Well, you, you get, again, you could say the same thing about Michigan. Well, what I will say about Michigan is, and the pollsters have them right. They have them at fourteen, which is probably high. If I was St. Cloud, I wouldn't be happy. If I was New Hampshire, I wouldn't be happy. Um, might not be happy if I was Cornell or Penn State, or oh. certainly RIT. I mean, RIT's ten and four. Yeah. They're they're barely they're barely in the bowl. They're nineteenth. You know, Come um, on, people. And, Come and, on. And I'll say this. You know, RIT and AIC have been consistent year after year after year in that league. And they don't get enough credit for that. Yeah, you can you can give me this Atlantic hockey nonsense. About how it's, you know, how it does in non-conference. Okay. Um, but, you know, how about what RIT does? Right? Um, RIT went, played Notre Dame and won. Notre Dame's in that other league there. Um, they split a series with the what league? What league is Notre Dame in? The Big Ten. Okay. Trying to hear you say it. You know, they split a series with New Hampshire, right? Yeah. So, so I mean, what's wrong with that? Um, as far as AIC is concerned, you know, they're kind of do the same thing year after year after year, right? They got to win at Penn State. They got to win against Vermont, right? And these teams are almost always playing those teams on the road. Yep. Well, I'm just going to tell you, it looks ridiculous because you have one team that's one of the 11 wins 
which is you know either 12 or 11 there's only um seven of them and the first six are all one through six and the other seventh one is the 12th i mean come on i don't care i don't care who they played uh, you, you got to give them credit for wins in NCAA hockey. Okay, enough said. Let's get to the Super 16 because that's what everybody cares about. Time's running out. Um, and I'm disappointed in you. I know. Because you fell into the same trap, but we'll get to that at number 12. Yeah, well. <laughs> and I know you don't want the bias, but right, this I, isn't I, bias. I, I, this is I, truth. This is, there is, there is no doubt that that's part of it. Okay, here we go. North Dakota, number one, and, and and let me let me go back to that statement. Not only is it you don't want to be sound biased, but I also know you to the point where you don't want to jinx anything. <laughs> what? what yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I won't tell you who's going to win the national championship this year. Anyway, oh, um, would believe you anyway. Uh, North Dakota, you have at number one. Boston College at two. Denver at three. Boston U at four. Pretty much agree with that. I can't argue. 12 win teams, 11 win teams, no problem. Now here, when we get to number five, and I love Nate Lehman, you know it, but come on, you're kissing up a little bit here. Putting Providence at five, ahead of the defending champions at Quinnipiac, who have two more wins, and ahead of uh, your alma mater, Arizona State, and ahead of Mike Hastings' 12-win Wisconsin Badgers? Come on. Really? You think Providence is number five? Yes. <laughs> that was a really peaked yes. Why do you think yes. they're number five? Give us a good reason. I uh, Just, again, right? They can shut you down like really nobody else can. You know? But have they? Have they? Well, well, again, they won nine times. They lost four, and they tied right. two. But you know, especially in the postseason. Oh, no, we're not, not that the postseason yet, though. Yeah, I understand that. Okay. Um, again, and if you're talking about that, Quinnipiac did a pretty good job, and you got them behind them. Uh, they're right there. It's, it's listen. They could bounce back and forth. Six of one, half dozen the other. <laughs> okay, so you got Providence, Quinnipiac, Michigan State, New Hampshire. Um, What's this feel-good story from New Hampshire that you got going on? Well, what have they? You know, look at look at what at at where New Hampshire has been. All right, look at where they've been. They're you know right now they're 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 seven four and one. That's right. last year eleven twenty one and three. The year before fourteen nineteen and one. Now, now we're starting to get into the COVID stuff, so things will be weird. Six fourteen and three in twenty twenty one. Uh in nineteen twenty they were fifteen fifteen and four. Uh twelve fifteen and nine the year before nine ties a lot of ties. Uh, I'm assuming they didn't have, they, they weren't <laughs> going to shootouts at that point. Yeah, I think um, so. Again, twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, ten, twenty, and six. We'll go back one more year, kind of their first full ASU year. Uh, 15, 20, and 5. So you tell me. And, and we haven't, and I haven't even, and that's not, I don't even, I'd have to go back. Now let's see, when was the last time they had a winning record? 2013, 2014 is the last time they had a winning record. So okay, I agree with team, you. And we're talking about I agree a team that you. was in the NCAA tournament just yeah. about every year from yeah. 1993 through 2013. Okay, totally agree with you. Feel good story. Here's my here's my argument with your uh, your feel good story. You're telling me that that's that's a better feel good story than Arizona State, who just started eight years ago, and uh, is eleven three and two again right now. And and you think that New Hampshire is one, two, three, four, five spots ahead of Arizona State? Wins over BU. Wins over Quinnipiac. Um, but has, has Arizona State had to, had the opportunity to play them? And by the way, Arizona State did beat Providence. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. Also, uh, they did yeah. also beat uh, they beat Providence, and they did also beat uh, Denver. Yeah, no, I know. So I know. they're they're still not the feel good story that New Hampshire is with seven wins, even yeah. though they got four more wins. Again, uh, you know, we we know where I'm going with that. 
<laughs> okay. So let me finish it off. You got Michigan so State, New Hampshire, Michigan. Okay. And you got Wisconsin uh, pulling in the number 10 spot. Um, then going from there, you got uh, the Gophers at 11, Arizona State at 12. I can't believe that that had to be the, the trying not to be biased that you did not move Arizona State ahead of the Gophers. But anyway, Omaha, UMass, RIT, St. Cloud. You're still thinking St. Cloud's going to be okay, huh? I keep waiting for the self-destruct. It doesn't happen. Okay. Well, fair enough. I like it. We'll post it right after the show. It'll be on uh, the X, as we like to say. Twitter. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, there you go. That's the Super 16. And uh, tell Paul Hornstein in an email or a text or something that he needs to uh, take the unbiased glasses off and just put Arizona State where they belong. Well, I mean, if they fall, if they stumble, okay, I feel. Go ahead, move them. But right now, you can't have 12, 12, 11, 11, 11, 12, and then skip a bunch of spots and bring the next 11 team in because they can't control who they play. Okay. They're just beating the teams that are in front of them, baby. doesn't matter who they are. No. Just win, baby. Yeah, well, By the way, do you know why you play the game? You play to win the game. Don't, let's not go there. <laughs> let's not <go> <laughs> Anyway, that's from your New York Jet days. Uh, what? <laughs> anyway. All right. If you don't got anything else, wrap it up, my friend. From the NCHC.TV studios, this is College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by Jesseria's Barbecue, 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, no one knows goalies needs better than we do. See the website for our three Valley locations and more. Liberty University, strengthen your faith in your game at the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast at liberty.edu. The Caesar Sportsbook app, proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly. Two locations in Tempe, one in Pine Top for lunch, dinner, or your next catered event at thespaghettishack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. And by FedEx, delivery is made easy no matter where you are. The official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. College Hockey Coast to Coast and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. More for download on your favorite podcast platform by searching and subscribing at ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. If you like what you hear, tell a friend or leave a positive review. College Hockey Coast to Coast the nchc.tv studios is part of the icetimehockeywest.com network. I can't wait to see your X box fill up with uh, all kinds of mail telling people that you need to move these guys up. Arizona State's deserved to be highly ranked, much higher than 12. Send your messages to Paul Hornstein, yeah. please. All right. That's fine. <laughs> Big shout out to Sun Devil Don, too, who uh, wants to start a GoFundMe to help me get a new. Uh, a new headset and microphone for the That's podcast. Good. Yeah, so, good. Way to, yeah, go. way to go. We like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, works, thanks for listening. Also appreciate yeah. that. Very much okay, so. we'll be back tomorrow night. College Hockey West Weekly. The staple, the magazine show where it all started. We might even have a guest. Wow. <laughs> good night, everybody.